0: Welcome to the Live to Give podcast. I am Nate, and typically I'm here with Evan, who is the co-host, but today we actually have a special guest who is our producer, Jacob. Jacob's going to be my co-host today. Hello.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Do you uh, have just something you would describe yourself by to help the audience know a little bit more about
1: you? Describe myself, like in a word? Well, you could. Use a word, phrase, phrase, maybe a good story. Oh, embarrassing moment oh my <laughs> there's well there's one that i can't tell <laughs> that comes to the top of my head those are usually the best those ones. are the best ones i'll tell you later okay. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know an easy thing is i'm an enneagram four there you go so four wing five i In- like to research i like to feel things and i like to watch sad movies
0: That's great. Mm -hmm. That's always a plus. And the amazing thing is today you get to
1: interview another four. I know it's glorious. She just understands. Yes. (laughs) She gets it.
0: And who we have as our guest today, um, who we are interviewing is Ashley, who is our worship director here at Eastwood. I say Eastwood campus and it's no longer Eastwood. It's It's just just Faith Church, church, which is different. It's exciting. But we are honored to have you and excited to have you.
2: Thanks. I'm glad to be here. And it is kind of fun to be with another four. It is, yes. We work really well together. Yes, it works well.
1: (laughs) Although we're very different fours, but we're still fours nonetheless. She leans more on the three side and I lean more on the five side. I also lean more on the happy side. Yes, she does.
2: (laughs) Okay, what would you try to (laughs) say here? I don't know if I can say that or not, but it's kind of true. No, it is true.
0: So we
1: have Jacob the sad one.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Ashley the happy one. Basically.
2: I mean, you know.
1: (laughs) Okay, it's not that I can't be happy. It's just... I just don't show it as much as she
2: does. And I can't not show it.
1: That's true.
2: I just that can't hold true. it
1: in. Either
0: way, this is going to be a fun time. Yes. We're going to go across Welcome. the Welcome, spectrum friends. And Evan is emotions. super
2: glad that he's not right. here.
0: I can't speak for Evan. He is out there boating somewhere. He's oh. boating with
1: his family.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Happy yeah. him. Yeah, so he's on a that boat somewhere, funny. pontoon, and uh, enjoying the sun.
1: Nice. Very cool. Well, today we get to talk about Ashley this last Sunday, she um, spoke to us on Sunday about Talking to God and listening for His voice. Um, so, as we just get started, just first tell us a little bit about like how you're feeling about it, how you felt. One, this is so so for everybody listening. This is her first time that she got to preach in front of a live audience because she's preached before, but it was to a camera, right. which is a little different. Yeah. So, um,
0: and right at the beginning of quarantine, different. yeah, yeah, right at the beginning of quarantine, you had to preach. You were on vacation, going on vacation, right?
2: This last week, yes, I was on vacation and yeah, had to come back on. Thursday just in time to do the recording right. for the. <laughs> online service and then yes i was home for which the is two talking days. to
1: an empty room which is challenging
2: <laughs> it might have been a little bit easier oh this. really <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know okay tell,
1: just tell us about your experience yeah
2: so it was um honestly it was just amazing as soon as we were going through the topics i knew that this was the one that i oh, wanted good. to talk about and i could just feel feel that pull for mm-hmm. this topic um it's an area that i've just been really exploring a lot lately um And by lately, I mean like the past three years, two, three years. Um, And it's just, it's something that I want everybody to know. Like it's in our design to hear from God. The way that he created us is to hear with him and from him and to have that connection Mm -hmm. with him. And so we get, that gets lost. Like we forget about that. And um, we, you know, it feels very distant sometimes. Or like we all have a God box, like when we go to church that's, mm. you know, that's the box that we check. We might read our Bible or pray and yep, this is God. This is the box that we have got in. But when you really get in tune with Holy Spirit, like there's no more box. You just exist with God and it's just in your very breath. Mm. I always mm. remember that message that you gave on Holy Spirit and how he breathes life in us. He's as close as our very breath. Mm. Um Oh, that might have been Evan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it was really
1: good. I think it was Evan, actually. It
2: was Evan, because the Yahweh Ha, it's just the sound of a breath, Mm. is the Holy Spirit. And so when we get rid of the box, the God box, and we just breathe it in and just stand firm knowing who we are, it's it's life-changing. It's amazing.
0: So what was it like for you coming out of, obviously, Sunday mornings, typically the worship leader? Going from that spot. 'Cause I you even mentioned it in the beginning of the sermon how you're like, that's typically where and I'm comfortable there mm-hmm. now coming here. Was was there fear involved? Was there nerves involved? Or did you feel like the minute it started you were ready to go?
2: Um, th- I mean, there had to have been a little bit of nerves. You no, know, it was a, first, was just a <laughs> first time experience. It's just it just was the first service. I was like, for those of you that know me, I'm, you know, and I gave my name. And then those of you that don't wait, no nope. other way around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, those were my first words. So, you know, that clearly shows that sure. I was nervous. But <laughs> um, but I feel like I settled in and it yeah. was really cool. I and agree. then after the service was the coolest like somebody shared a word or a vision that they got for me during the worship time and it was just so cool um, that they saw the crown of confidence on my head Mm. and which is an area confidence is like a dream for me (laughs) (laughs) like I've never had it all my life you Mm. know and so just stepping into that boldness I've prayed for boldness Mm. for at least five years now that's something that I've just really wanted God to give me because I haven't had it naturally and there were a couple of um of people that I was able to just speak truth to. and um, it was exactly what they needed to hear. And it was all Holy Spirit. I mean, I'd not trying to take credit at all, but just like he was working yesterday. It was yeah. seriously incredible yeah, that is cool. so.
0: There's quite a few dynamics I noticed, but I was just curious on how you're feeling and I'd love to open up more of the topic, but I was just curious as far as the first person or first time you're preaching, it is a quite a thick experience. I remember mine, I, I felt like I literally passed out <laughs> and I don't remember what I said. It was like more of a blackout experience. Right. Mm-hmm. I was so young and I had no ministry experience, no classes, nothing. And not that you need it anyways, it was just being kind of put up there. And all of a sudden now my grandpa was in the audience, my family was oh, in the Jesus. audience And I was at a place in Indiana and I just remember opening my mouth. And then all of a sudden I was done (laughs) (laughs) and there was nothing. I've literally like, I don't remember much at all. I remember Mm -hmm. talking about faith, but, um, that's all I could. I was so nervous.
2: And see, I think I'm a little bit of, I mean, yes, there was some nerves, but I feel like everything in my life has brought me to this point Mm -hmm. and I'm ready for this step. Like to be able to share, I've been sharing more like even in between the songs when we worship and Just trying to listen to Holy Spirit's guiding and just like there's no point in being afraid. Evan actually told me last week, um, you know, if you feel you're truly called, then fear has no place. Oh, if you, I know, Come right. He gave me chills when he said it. If he, and you know, if God has called you and you wow. are certain about your call, fear has no place. That's good. And so that's just what I've been living in like, okay. This is it. You know, I know that I'm here at this moment doing this and I'm up for whatever he has for me. I love
1: that on some level, I just thought of this, like on some level, like obviously fear is just a thing that happens. But also like you get to choose to not. Absolutely. Like, you have a choice. There's so many things that, that I think is mis- is a misconception as humans. Like we think that we can't choose things, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: we choose love. We choose hope. We choose joy and all those kinds of yep. things. But
2: And there are things that come naturally. Like I said in the message, like faith, you know, we live by faith, not by sight. Faith comes naturally to some people because that's a spiritual gift, you know, and if you're gifted that way, it's easier where the rest of us have to work Mm -hmm. on that a little bit. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a choice to, you know, to stand firm and and it's all about believing and putting our trust, you know. And just standing firm like that.
0: I would say the amazing thing was after watching you yesterday, what I would say stood out to me the most is your stage pres- presence.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I said you, that to you her. You have a natural stage presence mm-hmm. that says, I'm confident. Yep. Not in a bad way at all, but legitimately says, I know what I'm doing. You're in good hands, more or less. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: If you knew me even 10 years ago, <laughs> that would not be the case. I actually, I went through a ministry program at my last church in the conference I was a part of. And we did a homiletics class. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we had to preach two different messages throughout the thing and then we would be critiqued by everybody in the class. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's part of seminary everywhere or something. Sure but is. um my one of my closest friends, she's like, Your neck got really red and blotchy. Like, that's the oh. one critique <laughs> oh, she gave no. me. And I
3: was <laughs> that's like, not helpful.
2: Thanks. You know, but like you could see the fear on my face. And Sorry. this was probably fifteen years ago for that class. Oh, but wow. Um but yeah so it's just a testimony to how amazing God is mm. and that he never gives up on us you know mm-hmm. he brings us along every step of the way and he's just always waiting for us to trust him more so
1: So as we dive into this topic a little bit more um uh kind of talking about your journey as you're talking about your past but just tell us about your journey of like hearing from God um where did you start where do you feel like you have grown from? Like, what's what steps, to, what did that look like for you to, to come to this place where you are confident that you know God's voice?
2: So, I've always been one of the sensitive ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my first memory probably is I was four and I was supposed to be taking a nap and I kept just, I was praying and I was talking to God and I gave my heart to him when I was four in my bedroom by wow. myself, you know, and I came That's out cute. and told my mom and Um, and so like, I feel like, I mean, like I said earlier, it's in our design. He Mm. created us that way. I believe that every single person has an awareness of God, whether they admit it or trust it or not, you know? Um, (laughs) but it's in our design. And so I think I've just always kind of sensed that I've always had, um, I don't know, like a heart for the people that are on the fringe or left out. And I believe that that is a Holy Spirit thing. Mm. And, um, but since I it was probably 10 years ago. I joined a Bible study that was like the most in depth Bible study I've ever been a part of. It was incredible. Um, and we went through the book of Matthew and this is when I first started putting it into practice, mm. I would say. Um, and when you start putting it in practice, that's when it really confirms for you when mm. it really cements, like you can trust it more cause you see the fruits of it. Um, I, uh, we were going through the Sermon of the Mount, and I was inspired. I could hear God tell me to write letters. I had three different broken relationships,
3: mm.
2: and you know, it's the plank. Actually, uh, Sam mentioned this in his oh, message last mm-hmm. week about the plank and the speck, and sure, sure. you know, how can you be worried about somebody else when you sure. have this own thing going on? And so, God illuminated three people in my mind that I had, you know, had broken relationships for with one way, one reason or another. And so I ended up writing out these letters to them and sending them out. Wow. And um, all three of them did respond in their own way, in their own time and stuff. But like, that was just a confirmation that that was from him, you Mm. know, and some of them went well, some of them didn't go Mm. well, you know, Um, but I didn't try to control the outcome. Sure. Because that's also what we're called to do is just give it to God, you know, let him carry our burden. And so it's just been baby steps, really. Mm -hmm. Like I've definitely I'm. Nowhere close to like being perfectly in tune and you know, always doing this. I don't know if we'll ever get there until we're actually in his glory. But can't wait. Um It's gonna be amazing. I know, right? (laughs) But um But yeah, just and then just like really seeking. I just Mm. I think that in that Bible study really sparked my seeking um where I would just I want to know more. And so I find people that I feel have more and I ask Mm. them and I go to them and I try to learn from them or like lately I've been learning from podcasts and different messages from speakers that I like or that I, you know, connect with. Um, And like I said in the message too, the prayer ministry, being a part of that team, like you get to see God show up every single time. And it's just incredible. And it grows your faith like crazy. Like, yes, we're serving others, but I think the people on the team learn and grow even more, you know, because we get to see him working in just such a cool way. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think it's just been baby steps and mm-hmm. allowing him to pull me along and, you know, it's all part of the growth process. Totally. We're on a journey.
0: That's great. From the, from the sermon, is there anything that sticks out in your mind that you think now, um, Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't say it like that. Maybe, maybe you you just uh, come across, you're thinking about it. Maybe I should have said this or think anything that you <coughs> maybe Excuse didn't me. say that you were <laughs> wishing you did. Anything like that?
2: Well, I mean, all three of them were almost completely different.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had the same slides
2: and the same like verses and scripture and substance, but like in the recorded one, I did not share my freedom story at all. Yeah. Um, and then in second service, I shared about Jesus, like, And how, you know, the sky opened up when he was baptized and God declared him as a son. And by the way, that was before he had done any public ministry. He was just Mm. a person Mm -hmm. growing up, learning the trade, doing all this stuff with his parents. And God says, I am well pleased with him. The very next moment he goes away for 40 days because he knew he was going to begin his public ministry. And the very first word that the enemy says when he tries to tempt him is, "If, if you truly are the son of God, then turn these stones into bread or something like that. And so even the enemy attacks Jesus on his identity, like Mm. that piece right there, if you truly are. And I mean, that happens to every single one of us, you know, in different ways, but it's the same trick. It's the same, it's the same thing to try to separate us. And so I think I would have liked to maybe have that point in all three, you know, Mm. messages, but, (laughs) um, at the same time, maybe somebody in second service needed to hear that and, you know, God gave me the words for the other two and I don't know. I'm just trusting on him
0: in the sermon that you changed it in three different ways. Do you know, was there something that happened in each of them where you're like, wait a second, I need to go this way.
2: It was not a conscious decision. (laughs) 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 Um, In the recording, my superwoman story that I still can't believe I said out loud to anybody ever, but, um, there's up until this, only two people had ever known that story. Mm. Plus the person that told me about it. But, um, like I just could tell that I was supposed to share that story. I just felt like share that story. And so I, I ended up putting that in all of them. Um, but in first service, I'd like you said, you open your mouth, you start talking. I did the first slide or two and then I don't know. I just kept talking <laughs> and it just happened, but it was amazing. Like they cheered when I declared, when I told them I declared my freedom and, Like I saw people dabbing their eyes like Mm. it was, you know, I think it was exactly what needed Mm. to be said. I'm trusting that it was exactly what needed to be said. So like I had a plan, you know, but honestly, I think that his plan was better than my plan as it usually is. But I don't know. Yeah. Did that answer your question? I don't remember what the original (laughs) question
1: was. Um, As we've been talking, I think something that could be helpful to talk about is... um. Let me think about how to articulate this. Um, like, how do you know it's right? How do you know? I think this is something that um, I'm sure a lot of people struggle with or think about, especially new Christians or even even veteran Christians. Um, it's just a challenging thing to think about, like, is this God in my brain right now? Or is it just the pizza I had last night? Is it, like, <laughs> what is happening right now? And... Um, I have some thoughts about that, too, but I'd love to first hear your thoughts like on um, how could you how would you encourage people um, as they're listening to this, that they can like trust what they hear is
3: right or good.
2: So. I always go back to the saying, like, when we don't know, we need to focus on what we do know. Hmm. And so, and that's like with everything in life, when we don't know what to do, we need to focus on what we do know is right. And so, you know, the Bible tells us that God is love. And actually one of the coolest things that I'd heard recently, I was reminded of it is reading first Corinthians 13 and like starting in verse four, where it says, love is patient, love is kind Hmm. and replace. If God is love, then replace love with God's name. God is patient. God Hmm. is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast all those things. So we know that God is loving and kind and patient. And he's forgiving and he's compassionate. And so when you have a thought, kind of looking at it through that lens, like, is that a loving thought? Is that a patient thought? Is that a kind, you know, like looking Mm. at it through the lens of, would God actually tell me this? If it's something negative about yourself or something like vengeful or whatever, that goes against who God is. right? Like it can't be from God, you know, so that's either your own thought or, Actually, it's from the enemy, you know, because if we have the mind of Christ, then anything that goes against that is from the enemy and the influence from him. So um, but just kind of looking at it through that filter, you know, God says to test the spirits and to mm-hmm. test, you know, test the teachers or Absolutely. the false That's good. Um, false prophets, false teachers? prophets, maybe false teachers. Um, He says to test it. And sure. so. The way that I test it is looking at it through that lens. Is this loving? Is this kind? Is this patient? You know, is this something that my father would tell me? Mm. And the more you know your father, Mm -hmm. whether it's by reading or listening or whatever, the easier it comes. Mm -hmm. You know, you really do need to be rooted in the scriptures or rooted in who he is. And then that will help you to know as well. Yeah. That I think,
1: sense? yeah, that's great. I think something um, that might be helpful, too, is recognizing that um, not everything is, like, crazy, super spiritual, amazing. Yeah. Like, not everything is God's audible voice. And Yeah, it's not the mountain uh, trembling no, and like, the trumpet blasting. It's, it's a still know? small voice. And that, yes. I feel like in Christendom, um, that, like... Oh, God is like the still small voice. And that's sort of like cliche at this point because we talked about it a lot. But I mean, it is true because it's Mm -hmm. biblical. But um, just recognizing that like even in your sermon, like as you were talking, there was no like thunderclap. There was no like, say this. Like there was nothing like that. It was just you following God's heart that he has given you Mm -hmm. and using the brain that he has given you to process through whatever you're processing through. And to speak it like it's, it's not rocket science either. It's just like just being a human and being a Christian and knowing who I am. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. all those things. I love, I think it's interesting too, that you, in your sermon, you predicated everything that you said on your identity. Mm -hmm. You started with, I am a child of God. Therefore, he wants me to hear him. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I I'm like strong and I am capable and I am able because he makes me capable. He makes me able. And And I think
2: that's where it is too. It's mm -hmm. in the heart. Like if you're doing it of your own effort, like then you're, I mean, yeah, it might be from God, but you're also possibly manipulating things to make it, you're trying to control the outcome.
3: Mm.
2: You know, if you're doing it from your own, like I'm amazing. And I like, it's (laughs) like a pride thing, like pride and humility are so... They're so similar, but they're so different. It's really about the root in your heart. Like humility, you know, it makes me think of, I think it's the book of Leviticus where Moses wrote, because Mos- Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Mm. No, Moses was the most humble man on the face of the planet. He wrote that about himself, guys. <laughs> I mean, so true humility is really, it's knowing who you are mm. and allowing God to use you in that way, knowing it's not... It's not my strength and my boldness. It's what God has helped me to have. It's what, you know, he's inspired that he's the one that's leading that. You know, it's not me just, I'm just that amazing because that's not, we're not going to go there, but, Mm. um, but it's through God, you know, it's through his, I don't know, through his presence in my life. Sure, And
1: I think another piece that's really important in this conversation is, um, recognizing that Like I can trust God and, um, he can use whatever it is and maybe, and I don't know that there's necessarily always a, a God telling me go and say exactly these words Mm -hmm. to this person. Um, like we feel like it's like a step-by-step, very clear, very like scientific, almost process or walking through whatever God is telling you to do. Um, but, or like whatever he's saying to you, um, But recognizing that like God will work out whatever needs to be worked out Mm -hmm. and you're just operating in faith. Mm -hmm. And whether I say the quote unquote right thing or not, like God will still use that to speak to you yourself or speak to the person you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's a really important piece, just recognizing that you can trust him and that that you can. It's not really about getting it right. It's kind of more about obeying.
2: He doesn't want our perfection. He just wants our hearts.
1: That's good. Yep. And you said that in your sermon. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, you can absolutely go listen to it on (laughs) 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 wearefaithchurch.com.
3: So I think Um,
2: that's the other thing that just, it helps make it easier, you know, when mm -hmm. you think God's telling you to do something, like he doesn't want perfection. mm -hmm. He just wants our hearts. He just wants us to trust. He just wants us to um, take that next step, you know, so... (laughs)
0: culturally what would you say currently right now um what's the biggest distractions or barriers for us from hearing god that's good it's a great question in my
2: opinion mm. i think there are just so many inputs mm. like so many messages out there yeah. like be your own person do what makes you happy like Live your best life, like all these things, which is is honestly everything that God wants us to do anyway, you know. Yeah. But um I think that sometimes it becomes like a spiteful thing, like I'm gonna I'm gonna pierce all over whatever just to spite my parents. I mean, that might be a silly example or whatever, but I think that there's just so much influence, you know, from every angle. And um, you know, when we're not I think it depends on where where we seek our influence from, like where are we going to, for that, for that voice, for that push, for that whatever, you know. Um, I also think that there is a huge fear, and I kind of talked. I've lived my life in this fear of what other people think of me, Mm. you know, there's this fear of you have to get it right or everybody's going to see it. Holy cow. Social media, Mm. everybody sees everything, Yeah, you know? So there's people that are like on and never post and and you wonder why though, (laughs) like, are they, is it, you know, there's, you can't say any one thing without somebody else coming against it anymore. It seems like, you know, And that's why I just post about my
3: chickens, (laughs) my
2: chickens and my sweet girls. And, you know, if you're going to attack that, come on now. (laughs) Yeah. But I just think that there's so much there's so much pressure to, like, be the coolest or be the best or get it right or else, you know. And Mm. I think that I don't know. That's if we seek the approval from others, we're always going to be in our own in our own cage. Really. You know, it stops us from being who we're meant to be. Mm. So,
0: what do you what do you think about the connections to our phone devices? Um, how does that play a role in hearing God? Um. So we have generations. Other gen. I mean, the youngest mm-hmm. generation right now, they were probably born with a device. Mm-hmm. So it's no problem to them to walk into a room, be on their device, and talk to others in the room with their device. No problem. Right. But you have somebody. From the okay Boomer generation. (laughs) And they see that. I mean, that makes them really...
1: Angry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: rightly so, just because to them, it seems like there's no presence. They don't care that anyone's around them. But they're being very social. They just do it in a totally different way. Right. So in that environment, how does hearing God play a role in in the digital side of things?
2: Well, I think... I mean, it can be and often is a huge distraction. There's no just, you know, th- Psalm forty six ten. be still and know that I am God. Amen. There's no stillness anymore. Our minds are always going. We're always looking something up, talking to somebody. We're always buying something, you know, whatever it is that we're doing on our phones, taking thousands of pictures. There's always something going on and it leaves less time to just be present, whether that's with the other people in the room or With our father, you know, just we have to be very intentional Mm. about stepping Mm. away or, you know, I use my phone to listen to podcasts. I use my phone, you know, the Holy Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app Mm. or whatever. Um, I use it for all of that, too. But um, there's still something to be said about just being still and just, you know, having that peace and that calm mind. And I think that having anything and everything we want at our fingertips is a huge like barrier for that, you know, for that stillness, for that time to just hear even to just hear from him.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, um, one thing that sticks out for me with this topic is hearing God's voice is also directly linked to our rest Mm -hmm. and the Sabbath Hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It directly correlates um, and works together. um, have you gone through a journey finding Sabbath that way for you?
2: You know, I have um that's something that I'm still I don't have a like a one day a week that I just do nothing but be with God, which I mean that sounds amazing. Right. <laughs> but as a mom of three little ones right. and you know, I work possible. a part-time job at the church and which we all know isn't always part-time right. and which is fine. I'm loving it, but um you know, we all have life but it's still it's finding that intentional time mm-hmm. and also knowing that everything that i do comes out of my time with him first like when i have that rest and that even just that refocus daily and it doesn't have to be like an hour, like sitting by the window with my Bible
3: open. <laughs> like I,
2: in, in that Bible study that I was in, there was a lady that was like, oh, I have two hours every day. I oh make tea gosh. and I sit by the window and I can watch wow. the birds and I, I read my Bible. And that's that sounded nice. at that time, cause I was a lot younger then. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't sound good at all, but it doesn't have to look the same for everybody, Ray you know? And that. I think that that's. That's one of the biggest things with like having quiet time is Mm -hmm. like, gosh, I don't have like an hour and a half, guys. I don't have, you know, this chunk of time to just sit in my room alone. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got three girls that'll pound on the door until I answer it, you know. Or, nicely, or whatever but it they is will pound. N- yeah, <laughs> nicely, <maybe. laughs> nicely at first for the first 10 minutes maybe you know? 10 <laughs> but,
1: minutes oh my
0: god mom mom I know. <laughs> mommy mommy <laughs>
2: and then they just start attacking each other and so it's just not good um yeah that stewy moment from family I know. um but i you know it's you really just have to find what works for you but even mm-hmm. just refocusing your heart like the verse of the day on you version it takes 10 seconds to read and you think about it for a minute even just refocusing your heart in that way if that's mm. like an easy way for you to get it or whatever um mm. but and then everything that we do comes from that from knowing who he is knowing who we are and embracing that connection with mm. him and then we're able to do our things much better yeah much you know he gives us that joy and that peace like life can be turned upside down or put in a blender and we can still have peace. It's yeah. a real oh, that's great. thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. So yeah,
1: I love that we're talking about this, too, because I'm actually really passionate about as a creative. I'm passionate about God being a creative God. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like he's so big and he's so infinite, that means that there must be basically an infinite number of ways of connecting with him, right? Because he's so multifaceted. He's so big and so different from us. So there must be a plethora of different ways of connecting with him. So why do we always focus on these few things? And I understand that like there's tradition and like that speaks to us like, and that's good. That's great. Um, But there are so many other ways to connect to God. And that's something that I'm really interested in um, pursuing inside of the church. Like, and that's going to be part of my job too, is like, how can we connect to God? and help, um, others connect to God in new and unique ways. So, so my question would be, um, what are some ways that you personally have found you connect to God that may not be the typical quiet time, read your Bible, pray, um, all those kinds of like typical things that we talk about. Cause, um, I think that that can be kind of a burden for some people. I know it was for me when I was younger, because we talked a lot about your quiet time has to look like this, right. But, I don't think that's
2: true. There's even that song, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, oh grow, gosh. grow. That we sing, <laughs> And you'll get really, really tall and then really, really small. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, again, that seems like a to-do list. And yes. I just don't think it's God legalistic. wants our to-do Absolutely. list. Absolutely. He just wants us. Yeah. You know? And so when I'm out in my garden, I've just... Oh, that's my <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel garden? very
2: domestic. I have, well, like flower beds. Yeah. I have a pumpkin patch and raspberries, but oh, we cute. didn't get to our actual garden this year. Mm. It snuck up on me you know there's only 365 days so True. um next year though i'm hoping there this winter we can build the flower bed oh, boxes sure. cuz we're going to do a raised garden but um my brother-in-law a couple of years ago got me a yard of mulch for my one flower bed cuz we've done everything to our house like the siding the windows the doors mm. the inside everything um except for the outside and it, like we found a buried bowling ball. Like it was like a graveyard for all these
3: (laughs) random things.
2: And so anyway, when he got me this mulch, it forced me to get some stuff done, but it's a new love of mine. I love the plants. I love the uniqueness. You talk about God being creative, man. Are you kidding me right now? And so like, even like the way, and this is just, nature is a huge thing for me. Even the way that the leaves fold over before it's going to rain, you know, like that didn't just happen. And the way that the tulips close up at night, but they open, you know, to the sun. I didn't know that. It's incredible. (laughs) And, like, it's just so cool to see God's creativity Mm -hmm. in that. And so... One thing that one way that I connect is just being out with my flowers or planting new. Mm-hmm. It's also like new life over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, and there's the age old thing like when you pull the weeds it's like God trimming our lives and getting rid of <laughs> the bad stuff and having the beauty, you know. Sure. Um but there's just so much beauty in that mm-hmm. and it's just another area of gratitude for me and it helps mm. me to see who he is, you know. Mm. He thought to give that flower five petals and that flower three or whatever, I don't know, sure. but um So in gardening and then um, obviously music. Sure, yeah. Music is just always. Mm -hmm. And whether it's worship songs or any song, you know, that talks about love or what, I don't Mm know. um, There's just always something there for me. But And also just like my girls, seeing them, seeing Mm. their faces, knowing that they're truly a gift and being with people. um,
0: Matt's not a part of that.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just the girls, he doesn't listen the to this. <laughs> Obviously him That's too. Husband, He's my rock. He's amazing. He's my Pinterest loving. No, he doesn't love Pinterest. He hates it actually with a passion. But um, I see it, envision it, and he does it. And we there make go. a good team. That works so. well. Um, but yeah, no, just like through relationships though, mm. you know, mm. um, there's, there's just evidence for of him all around mm-hmm. yeah um, even in my chickens, we have backyard chickens. We have eight chickens and two ducks. Oh, and I, I love, want chickens. I <laughs> love my, I call them girl. my babies. I, I know have, what's happening Yeah, with me. I have two I neighbors that, that have chickens. I told that to Matt too. Like I have never, ever, ever thought of myself as a country girl. <laughs> However.
1: <laughs> you know, for some reason that kind of surprises me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't known you that long, so.
2: <laughs> well, you've only known me since I've had my chickens. Oh, there
1: we go. That's probably why. But
2: I'll be like, hi babies. And they all come running to oh. me because <laughs> they want a treat from mama. Yeah. And I just love them. (laughs) um but even in that like there's so many different chicken like breeds and sizes and just the creativity that god has you know it's just it's just incredible and so so,
0: with the music side sorry i didn't mean to cut you off with the music uh side of it what what's a song currently that you're listening to that's reinforcing this hearing from god
2: Um, it's funny because just this last week, Jacob asked about doing champion Mm. and I'd heard it before and I never really just like, it didn't call to me, you know, like it wasn't like, Oh, I love that song, but he really wanted to do it this week. And so, um, I started listening to it even more and it really did like reinforce everything that we talked about, like that we, um, that he's trying to get us to receive what he has for us Mm. that with our voice we have authority Mm -hmm. that um he is our champion that goes before he's never lost we can always count on him like that song is just incredible um yeah it's just amazing um and then what was the other one it's gonna slip my mind now um I can't think of it right now But, but yeah the song champion I highly recommend you guys listening to it Look it up. I don't even remember who it's by. Maverick I, City Music.
1: I kind of think it's
2: Bethel. Uh, I don't know. It's one um, of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all we both had a different <laughs> a different idea, but yeah, it's just really really good.
0: So what's your what's your method usually of how you find a good song, in order to emphasize listening to to God? Because I mean, obviously you are a worship director, so it's yeah. part of who you are. But then there is also the the uh, devotional side of it where. Um, so many times in seminary or wherever they, they encourage you to have devotions separate from sermon prep, mm-hmm. you know, but then and the way I look at it is I feel like it's all together in one. Um, it's hard to distinguish. So for you, like when you're looking for songs, that kind of things that really helps you understand and listen to God versus what the congregation needs to hear. What's, do you have kind of a method with that?
2: um do i mean not necessarily a method for me like seeking new songs there's all sorts of like playlists whether it's spotify or i have apple music on my phone and i'll be like today is worship music or whatever Mm -hmm. to like find a new song sometimes um but really it's just i'll hear something on the radio or whatever and because i have apple music it's at my fingertips and i can load it and listen to it on repeat Mm -hmm. and just let it sink in you know um and then i i don't know that it's necessarily separate for me. Um, when I select songs for services, um, there's a whole lot of prayer and just like meditating and just asking God to show me, you know, what needs to be. And then if I know the sermon topic or whatever, like, um, asking him to help me figure out the right songs or whatever. And sometimes I I might get it wrong. I don't know, but, um, I feel like things are put in my path for a reason too. And so like this song, like Jacob's idea to do champion, which is by Bethel. You were right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she looked it up. I
2: did. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem like a Maverick song, but I wasn't sure. And anyway, um, you know, like that was that was Holy Spirit leading Jacob. And mm. so mm. that's what we're going to do. We're doing it again this week, you know, mm. and um, but I feel like the songs that really speak to me. Um, I do kind of see if like, if it seems like one that people would sing along to, or if it's like a story song that, Mm -hmm. you know, is whatever. But, um, I almost, to be honest, I almost feel like whatever is presented to me could be from Holy Spirit. And so I kind of just test it. I examine and I just, you know, wait on the Lord basically. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Um, this is sort of random. <laughs> I just had a thought. So just the idea of music and God talking to us and God can use basic, literally anything to speak to us. Um, I Some people, not all people, but some people really feel God speak to them through movies. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, is there any movies that the Lord has spoken to you through you or Nate or anybody like that God has used to, to speak to you? Because that's like totally a thing. <laughs> oh,
3: it happens to me all the <laughs> time. Oh, really?
1: I can
0: watch anything and... Like there is one in particular, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Inception.
1: Oh, it's a great. Movie. And when I
0: came out of there, I, I had this, this thought, this is the first movie that I really felt like was original. Oh, it wow. was really great. Like, I've never seen anything else like it. Yeah. And the idea behind it. And it's definitely complex. Absolutely. But to me, when something like that happens, that points more to God than anything because of the complexity of mm. it. Like, we don't have it figured out whatsoever. And here's one movie that came around in this generation where we got to see something different. Yeah. And it took this long to get there. Who knows what's next? But to me, that points more to the divine than anything. So, like, I love going to any... I mean, I can watch a TV show and find something there. Mm -hmm. But my radar is open to it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I... I,
2: That's huge right there. When your awareness is there and you have that radar of Mm -hmm. finding truth or finding the lie. Like um, one of our favorite shows is Station 19. It goes along with Grey's Anatomy. It's the Seattle Fire Department or whatever. Uh. And there's been so much in this last season. Grey's Anatomy and Station 19, they stay kind of like politically, they follow current events oh, yeah. and they write their show, you know, with that and stuff. And um, there, I've got a couple of actually episodes and scenes written down. So in case we ever, like if God prompts in a sermon or something, we can use them. But there's just so much like brokenness that I see. And I like, mm. I know that they're not real people, but I'm like, no, yeah. but God loves you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. You know? <laughs> like, so that's kind of where I'm at with like, mm. no, I don't want you to think that because that's not how it really is. Mm. You know? Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, she partly says Station 19 like that, weirdly, because her husband is a firefighter. Yeah. So that's yeah. why she And said we that. always
2: look for things that we can like, watch together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I've loved Grey's Anatomy, you know.
1: So. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. It is. It's very dramatic. But very I've, dramatic. But I actually just saw, I was looking at it with my sister the other day, and I stopped on season 11. <laughs> I couldn't make it past season 11, but. See, That's I'm in it I this got. far. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: I, just, I want it to end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry, Grace. Riger. Can you imagine and Meredith, but... the
1: actress? I don't know her name, but she's been Meredith Ellen for like Pompey her whole career. Yeah. yeah. Her whole career. She's been one character. I yeah. can't even imagine. That sounds yeah. exhausting. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so Sorry. It's amazing.
1: Total but anyway. random, but. Yeah. <laughs> <Rabbit hole. laughs> That's a good break. Uh,
0: I saw something on Sunday uh, that after your sermon, I realized that there was more of a bent towards worship from the people. Hmm. Do you, do you have any, I mean, people were, I saw people tearing up. I saw people moved emotionally. I saw people open up a little bit more worship. It felt like, um, did you feel that dynamic happening?
2: I did. And it like, honestly, we have the best seat in the house Mm -hmm. on the, on the stage because, we get to see how each individual engages in worship. Some people do sit there and they nod or they, you know, they're just real quiet. Some people are like arms up, you know, just pouring their hearts out, jumping up and down or just standing there, you know. Um, But I did feel like there was like a different openness than there was even at the beginning of that service, but even in previous weeks possibly. It's funny because one service is usually more engaged and another service is like a little drier, I guess, yeah. if that's okay to say. No, it is
3: totally. Um,
2: and so I've been praying for just for an openness and just to like be able to have no barrier or mm. no, you know, just for everybody to just really be present and be here and be ready to worship. And, and I also have to check myself because people do worship differently. So yes. maybe everybody is worshiping.
1: That's great. And it's just that's not point.
2: my definition of that, yeah. you know. And in one of the podcasts that I listen to, it's a worship leader. And he's like, You can't focus on how they're worshiping because it might be different for them than it is for you. You need to just worship yourself and they will want to join you. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of been my whole take. And I'm trying to coach our team. Like, we just need to worship. We just need to sing like we're in our car. You Mm -hmm. know, I actually told one of the people that yesterday. Sing like you're in your car because that's when we're the most comfortable. And like, it's just between us and God. Mm -hmm. And that's how it needs to be. And so it was really cool to see people enter into that, like between them and their father and just worshiping and responding. It was cool.
0: Did you hear any encouraging stories
2: Um, without
0: giving too much detail of somebody, but I didn't know if you heard anything.
2: I got a note for somebody or a word for somebody that I wrote down during worship service or during the worship songs after the message. Sorry. Um, And they came up and talked with me afterwards and the words that came out of my mouth, like, he's like, that. this is exactly what it's felt like. Yeah. This is exactly what, you know, what I needed to hear. And awesome. so it's just evidence of Holy Spirit, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know all the details of their life and, and anything like that. You know, I'm just getting to know them even. And um, just to know that God is intimately aware and involved and wants to love on us, you know. It's just really cool. I saw
0: something. uh, Ashley, in case you didn't know this, uh, used a three by five card Mm -hmm. at the end of the sermon for people to just use um, whatever the Holy Spirit is putting on them to write down. And I went to a class afterwards, the builder's class. And um, the person that was teaching actually shared what was on her card in that class. So it's just um, not only were you speaking to them, you know, through the sermon, but also I know that the Holy Spirit was speaking to them through the cards. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really important too. whether people take that seriously or not. It's, it's amazing to see when people do, you know, yeah. for sure. So I thought that was great. And
2: it's, you know, it's one of those things that like, and even as I talk about, like, I can feel, you know, the, I can feel Holy Spirit pushing me or I can um, see something in my mind's eye. Like it's a risk for me to say any of this. Cause it's weird. Right. If you yeah, haven't right. been around it, yeah. it's weird. And who knows what people are going to think of me. But at the same time, it's so real and tangible. And so doing that three by five card thing, like they could have totally not wanted to or whatever, but right. a couple of people did and it was worth it. Yeah. You know, like I can't control the outcome. I can only be obedient and follow his guidance. And that's super cool. And super, super,
1: terrifying. Cool. And <laughs> super
2: terrifying. But the more you do it, the easier it yeah, gets. Yeah, it's true. Honestly, it was even it was the most terrifying when I forced our staff to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, we do staff church once a month. And so we have a time of worship and we have like a devotion or a message from somebody. And we take turns and we just spend this time kind of growing um, and taking time to be still and hear from our Father. And when it was my turn to lead, I I kind of forced them into an encounter night style where we played music and we just had quiet time and we listened to God and I encouraged them to share with others. And there was one person that seemed a little bit like, it was very out of their comfort zone, but they were the one that was sharing the most with people. It was so stinking cool to mm. see that everybody just got into it, and it was a beautiful time for us. Yeah. I don't know, so but just taking that risk, like a couple of years ago, even maybe one year ago, I would have been terrified
3: mm.
2: of anybody's reaction, and I never would have done it in the first place. So the more you trust, and the more you do it, the Actually, it becomes exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like, who knows what they're gonna think? But we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be great, and we'll see.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: So.
0: Well, as we kind of land, sure. uh, we always have something that go well, with this series. Evan's deep thoughts. Oh jeez. You remember? So this <laughs> this week. <laughs> Sorry, we I didn't mean have, to react that way. <laughs> no, you did. You totally. Re- yeah, I totally did. did. But it's amazing. Yes. Um, and uh, he always throws us a curveball, you know, every time. So we usually put him on the spot and say what's one that he hasn't asked. But this last week in service he asked the question is cereal soup. So
1: given some time, what do you guys think? Oh jeez. I still think, I like, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Mel, me, Melanie. Melanie. Thank you. She was I like, like her answer. Those were great me. answers. Second service. Uh-huh. What was the her answer? Her first answer was, no, it's not a soup because it's not hot. I thought, oh, that's a good point. And then she was like, well, it's its own category. Like it doesn't,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like that's, I think that's the kicker for me. Mm. It's its own thing. Like it doesn't, it's, it's not related to anything. It's yeah. just cereal. Cereal is a thing. I
2: agree. It. Yep, I'm there too, but I really, I wanted to shout from the back, but I really didn't want to too. Um, I wanted him to ask you how you like your cereal and how you used to, oh my gosh, Jacob, (laughs) be prepared, Wait, what? how you used to prepare your cereal for after school. I still still do. Oh,
3: oh, as an adult, absolutely.
0: I'm so sorry
2: for bringing this up now. (laughs) No, it's the best thing
0: ever and this could really help somebody out there. know. I don't think it's going to help at all. (laughs) Okay, wait. Hopefully you didn't just eat. I love soggy cereal. Ew. That is my favorite. I will take Captain Crunch, pour a bowl, put it in the fridge, no. and let it sit for hours. No. Oh, I left it sit there while going to school growing up, and I would come back and eat it when I was back from school. No problem. It is the best. It tastes like, like porridge oh. to me. It's like fully disintegrated at that oh, point. Oh, so good. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't cut the the roof of your mouth. Like Captain oh, Crunch, man. That's it's le- true. Can make your mouth it sore. lethal. Along with Reese's Puffs. Yeah. Yes. So I love <laughs> That's
2: a real thing. Huh? I it thought is. that was just me. No.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If you have
0: chocolate cereal, you let it sit, you get chocolate milk. Oh my gosh. No, I chunky. cannot. No. I cannot even. No, it's so good.
2: <laughs> I know. See, this is why no. like I really wanted to ask that's like disgusting. how do you eat cereal, Nate? <laughs> But then I didn't want to because of that. (laughs) I
1: love it. It is the best. That's so strange. I don't think I've ever met anybody who likes soggy cereal.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: (sighs) Yeah. And there was a, well, Becca's mom, um, she can't stand it. And so anytime I bring it up, Um, like immediate physical gagging.
3: (laughs) 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 And I love it.
2: See, Matt likes it too. Not to that extent. He wouldn't ever do that. I know. It's weird. They're both sevens. Maybe it's a seven thing. I, I don't know. Although You're Kirk I don't so think good. is the same way. <laughs> no, so. I doubt it. But um I first world problems, I feel so bad. But <laughs> I <laughs> but you know what I mean? I like can't I'll help pour it. a bowl <laughs> and if I get distracted helping with the kids and stuff, it's like uh And then you have to dump it out.
0: No, you do not dump it
2: out. Yes,
1: absolutely. No way. Okay,
0: normal people, (laughs) if it's
1: gross food, you throw it out.
0: (laughs) I just can't. No, it makes it better, guys. No. No. You should try it. Don't knock it till you try it. I have tried it. it. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer (laughs) is heck no. no. (laughs) Okay, so one more question with that (laughs) What have you used to substitute when you ran out of milk? I um, wanted cereal.
1: I eat toast instead. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or dry cereal.
1: I've used Oh, yeah, dry cereal. Wait, what?
2: No. I've
1: used Wait. I've chocolate milk,
2: which what? is awesome. okay. That's chocolate different. Milk chocolate milk is depending different. on the cereal.
1: Yeah. Sure. No, that um,
0: works great.
2: I have put yogurt on my cereal. Okay. Before, I can understand it that. That's sort of like a. a like yeah.
1: a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it depends on the cereal. Like oatmeal. Though.
0: Not yeah. oatmeal, but like. Oatmeal. I've used orange juice and Gatorade. No. Neither of those
3: worked.
2: No, I have. Okay, one time I did add a little water to my milk because we only had like a smidgen, Oh and it wasn't quite. It didn't work either.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. I've so. used creamer before. Oh, like a half and half because it was, but that's like that's thick. No, no it's like no, melted that butter. Is poor choice.
3: <laughs> but, uh, poor
1: choices, my friend. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Well, Ashley, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for sharing well, thanks your thoughts, and me. I'm just mm-hmm. so excited for um, even the next time you get to preach, and I can't wait for that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. Or thinking the same way. Cool. Thanks for your thoughts. Thanks for your heart and everything that you've done.
1: And as we go, um, if you enjoyed this conversation, we would love for you to like and subscribe and comment. Um, If you could, we would love if you could leave an honest review. Um, If you liked it, say you liked it. If you hated it, say you hated it. Totally fine. and then ultimately, the hope is just to share it. So, if this conversation was helpful for you, maybe you can think of somebody that could be helpful for you as well and just share with them. Um, thanks for listening and go in grace and peace this week.